EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM Oh, don't worry, I'm here. I was just typing. All right, I was just typing. Uh, great to have your company on the EFTM Podcast. Great to be back from Las Vegas. Hope you enjoyed the, shall we call it the Amazon show? <laughs> um, from Las Vegas. Um I'd love your feedback because I quite enjoyed those conversations. They were a bit random. They were not my average kind of conversations or, or people I would speak to, but yeah, fascinating to be honest. Um, yeah, I found it all very, very interesting and um, I I learnt a lot while I was there. It wasn't quite the, my normal kind of show. It wasn't you know, a bunch of content and different things to do, but yeah, it was fascinating in that sense. Um, but good to be back. Good to see the kids and good to be home and doing the things that we do at home and getting things back on order here. Uh, slowly but surely cleaning up the, the studio. Got some great things happening here. So some fun new content to start creating and, um, yeah, just a lot going on. So um, I thought I had a whole month. I thought I got home. I thought, yeah, okay, no more travel. July's going to be good. Uh, relax, get it done, just hard work. And then school holidays. It's two weeks of school holidays. <laughs> Uh, all good. We love our kids, don't we? Uh, EFTM.com if you've got a tech question. A um, bunch of calls to get through today. Um, but before I do that, I want to talk about this. I am kicking myself. I did not make a submission to the ACCC investigation. They're investigating Telstra Corporation Limited and TPG Telecom Limited proposed spectrum sharing. Um, I was told about this. I said I'd make a submission and I didn't. So I'm going to send an email and say, is it really too late? Can I can I just try, please? Um, because I'm pretty arced up about it and I just got a, a release from Optus. And let, let, me, let me go back a step here. And I think I'll probably talk about this on Two Blokes Talking Tech as well. So pardon my doubling up. But a few months ago, TPG, Vodafone, announced that they were entering into a network sharing agreement with Telstra in regional areas, which meant that as a Vodafone customer, if I was in an area there was no Vodafone but there was Telstra, I'd get service. And I don't care what the back-end deal is there. Vodafone's paying Telstra something. Who cares? Whatever. Something. Um, bottom line, better service for Vodafone customers. Now, I thought to myself, what's the downside here, right? Because normally, especially with ACCC looking into it, right? What's the ACCC looking into here? Competition. Competition and Consumer Commission. Competition. That's what this is all about. Now, Optus has announced today that they have called on the ACCC to stop re-monopolisation of the regional telecommunications industry. They're saying it will cause regional Australians to suffer less investment, higher prices and less resilient communities. And they say the deal overturns 30 years of regulatory and market settings which have prompted competition investment in the telecommunications sector. I call BS on that. Now, they say that this is Optus, say the merger strengthens already dominant player Telstra, which will benefit from each customer TPG adds and give them unprecedented spectrum access. That's what Optus is most worried about, Telstra's access to TPG spectrum, which is brilliant and will mean faster everything, better everything. Like That's what's going to happen. But I call BS on the fact that it's a bad thing for regional Australia. Regional Australia, in places where... They say to me, 
oh, I can't switch because I've got to be with Telstra. Oh, you've got to be with Telstra, do you? Why? Oh, because they've got the best coverage. And oh, I sometimes go to Timbuktu and there's mobile coverage there. Okay, so those people, which is probably 80, 90% of regional Australians who firmly believe that Telstra is the only way to go, will never consider going to another player. But now, if this goes through, they can go to Vodafone. They can go to TPG. They can go to Kogan Mobile, all of whom use the TPG network and all of whom will jump onto the Telstra network when they're outside of TPG's network area. Um, what's wrong with that? I say Australians can save billions under this network sharing agreement. Billions. I haven't even done the numbers. But if there's, I don't know, 4 million people on Telstra because they think it's the best network, change networks, people, and you'll be better off. So I'm really gutted I didn't make a submission to the ACCC. Um, and I'm kicking myself because I should have. I did under the Apple Pay bank dramas of many years ago, you might remember. Um, but it is what it is. I missed the boat. That's my own fault. But bring on the network merger, I say. And I'm sorry, Optus, you missed the boat. Simple as that. Thank you for listening. Let's crack on with calls here on the EFTM podcast. Trevor Long taking your calls. G'day, Brett. G'day, Trevor. How you going? Very well, mate. Very good quality phone line there. What are we? Uh, what are we talking on? Good. I'm listening to you or talking to you on uh, my JBL Everest headphones. Rightio. Which ones are they? Are they over ear, in ear? Remind me. Over ear. Everest. I'm going to look them up now because the quality. So you're telling me you're Bluetooth connected to the phone right now? Yep. Wow. That's excellent. I'm, I'm out. I'm out in the garden doing some uh, renovations. Awesome. So, how, how long have you had the headphones? Uh, a couple of years now, I reckon. Far out. They're amazing. Like I'm legit impressed. <laughs> and well, that's that's hard with with headphones. It can be bad. What are we building out the back? Uh, just a, a, an oasis for summer. Oh, mate, can you come to my joint and build one after that? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, mate, what can <laughs> I do too. for you? Um, I, I've been looking at getting a fetch box for a while. I got one for my mother-in-law mm. uh, about a year ago and um, was was looking at that. And I, I wanted to record some TV shows and watch, watch them at, at, at uh, my leisure. Yep. And um, uh, but the missus says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" And then then I saw Te- Telstra has uh, bought part of Fetch That's or right, something. Yeah, fifty-one percent. Um, I think it is. Yeah. So I'm I'm wondering whether I should wait. Is there going to be a new box that comes out, or will will Telstra bring out, out a bundle system where yeah. I can? Are you a Telstra customer? My, I'm already a Telstra customer. Yeah. Have with, you got a Telstra uh, but, TV? No, no, so no. You, you never, you never ch- grabbed onto that offer they always had, right? No, um, I've always been Apple TV or uh, 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 smart TVs lately. But um, look, and- I think I think the bottom line is you're, you're spot on to think about it because there is a small risk. But I would actually suggest that you're right to hold off because your options right now are you go to you know Harvey's or JB's and you buy one outright, and then you know you're good to go. Like if you've got the cash. I do think it's a good investment just to own the box. Um, what will yep. probably happen, and I, I genuinely don't know, but what will probably happen is almost instantly when Telstra, you know, incorporate the Fetch into their system and all that stuff, and I don't know, maybe it gets rebranded, you know, Fetch Telstra TV or something like that, um, they'll offer a, you know, 
re-sign or continue with us for two years and you'll get a fetch box or it'll be five bucks a month instead of 15 or something like that. But the other thing is normally there's the cheapest one is the fetch mini. And if you want to do recording and stuff, then you want a mighty. Um, yeah, I do want the mighty and then I want to get a mini and send that to the bedroom. So I wonder, you know what, I'm going to have to take this on notice. I'm going to ask fetch the question or if anyone listening knows, I wonder what happens when you've got an ISP provided box and a retail box. So, for example, if you were to buy a retail box today, um, the Mighty, for example, the big one with the hard drive, that's your recorder. And then when Telstra comes out, get the free or really cheap version of the Mini from them and just add that to your multi-room. I think that would be the best likely scenario, unless Telstra has a crazy good deal and they're offering both boxes or um, you know the choice of boxes and it's still a good price. The box, the bottom line though, the box won't change. I'm pretty confident they've got the box to a point where it doesn't need to change for a few years now. Uh, it's got super good processing power in it. It's 4K. It's got all the bits and pieces. Um, they, they don't need to release a new box. Do they do updates over, over continuously, air? Or? Continuously, yeah. yeah. There was a big update, I'm going to say, a year ago and they completely changed the way the EPG looked. A lot of people hated it, but it was because they were, you know, rusted on uh, users, whereas I thought it was bloody brilliant. Um, so, yeah, they, they do regular updates. It rarely changes dramatically, but they do do regular updates to the to the interface and the apps and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, mate, it is a 50-50 roll of dice for you. I don't think you'll go wrong if you buy one up front. You might just have buyer's remorse because there might be a yeah. stupidly good deal, but you could be waiting six months for that. That's right. Well, I'm busy in the garden anyway, so well, there you go. Maybe I, I just probably I could probably wait for a little little bit finish longer. Finish your chores, mate, until the Minister for War and Finance is actually happy with things you've done. <laughs> yeah. And before she gives you the next list, boom, get yourself the fetch box. I say, look, look what I've done out in the garden, and she might not notice uh, the the new shiny black box on the TV. And I think you need an outdoor TV. Uh, Samsung Terrace would be nice. Get a fetch box connected to that. Sit outside by the open fire or whatever. Hey, presto, you've well, got yourself. We recently got one of those uh, smart frames, and and uh, is it the Samsung frame? The frame, TV? yeah, yeah, yeah. Loving that. Loving really? That. I don't know how it would Do, go how, outside. But... How often? No, it won't go well. Don't take it outside. There's a specific television that goes outside. How often is the screen black and how often is it artwork versus how often the TV's on? Oh, it's um, majority artwork. Um, oh. It's got a sensor on it. The cat triggers it all the time through the night. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I could probably adjust that in settings. I haven't looked into it that much. But So but you, turns- you do do, when, you're, when you finish watching TV, artwork, boom, that's what it is. Yeah, you just hit the power button, the artwork comes up, and then after a period of time, it shuts off. Um, and when you walk into the room, she comes back on. Comes back on, yep. There is a lot of people loving the frame, mate. Good stuff. Well, mate, enjoy the, the DIY, and uh, let me know how you go when you do get a fetch box. Yep, thanks, Trevor. Good, Good on you, mate. Thanks very much. Cheers. Uh, hey, cheers, mate. And um, look, if you've got a question, like Brett, happy to take your call. If you've got some renovation ideas and you want to come do it at my house, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting one with Fetch, the timing. There's always the chance of regret and buyer's remorse around pretty much any technology you buy. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Thank you for listening. Great to have your company and uh, taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, go to the website EFTM.com. Trevor Long, taking your calls. G'day, Damien. G'day, Trevor. How are you? Real good, mate. What can I do for you? 
Okay, so we are the owners of a an LG television. This is a 2017 version. It runs a web OS 3.4. Yep. Um, and we run Foxtel on that now. And like everybody, we're wanting to move to a, the streaming services. We've moved to a new property. We want to upgrade everything. So we were looking at going to Foxtel now and some other streaming services. Yep. But it would appear that our TV, and this is a 217-inch TV we spent a lot of money on back then, um, we cannot get the 3.5 version on that television, which is a minimum amount I understand that Foxtel yeah. now and the other apps are required to do. So um, I have been told that you can potentially do what they call a hard load. Side load. Mm. Side load or something, yeah. Yep. But um, I'm not kind of... <laughs> game to have a go at that just in case it creates a problem with the TV. Mate, in all honesty, so just, I, I, I'm with you. I wouldn't do it. Um, it no. probably, like, it's not going to ruin the TV. Um, but as soon as you have any other issue, you kind of lose the ability to get technical support because they're going to go, well, what'd you do yes. to it? You know, like, that's right. Yes. Why, why, why would you do that to yourself? Now, it, it is the, the problem with, I guess, televisions more than any other, you know, software based um, system. They yes. go out of date. Very quickly, um, you know, the new apps and all those things. But, look, there's a really simple solution. You've got a great okay. screen. So you've got an 86-inch TV, right? Beautiful, yes. big, huge, love it. Just go and buy a Chromecast with Google TV. Now, the Chromecast okay. with Google TV is $100, $99 at JB's. Um, it's a little dongle that plugs into the back of your TV into, a, into one of the HDMI ports, and then okay. it requires one PowerPoint. And then it comes with a little tiny remote of its own. Now, that remote will turn on and off your TV. It will change the volume on your TV. But the most important thing is that Chromecast will run all the latest apps. And honestly, it runs them better than any other device other than an Apple TV. Now, Apple TV is $300, so you don't need to go there. But for 100 bucks, you're basically buying an operating system for your TV. So the only thing you'll need to use the TV for is when you want to watch free-to-air. You know, you, you get away from the okay. Chromecast and you go to your, your Channel 90 for Channel 9, right? But everything okay. else, mate, just do it all through the Chromecast. And honestly, I, I, since I used one of them, I've now got one on, I reckon, every single TV we own. It's right. just such a great way to watch everything. <laughs> Netflix, every okay. app works. Foxtel is now on it. KO, they're all there, mate. Honestly, you'll be blown away by how good it is, how quick it is, and how it'll keep the life of that TV for years ahead. People that get rid of their TVs because they don't run an app, you know, exactly what you're thinking. I paid a lot of money for that TV. Why would I, I do did. that? Exactly. Mate, 100 bucks will change your world. And if you've got other TVs, I promise you, you'll probably buy it for them as well after you've tested it and used it. Well, that sounds fantastic, Trevor. I really appreciate that because, yeah, we were a bit worried there for a bit that we would have to no worries, Dave, mate. Know, go out and get another one. Thanks very much. All for sorted, call. buddy. Really appreciate it. Good on you. Beautiful. Cheers. Thanks, Trevor. Good Bye. on you, mate. And uh, like, Dave, mate, if you've got a question, just go to the website, eftm.com. I was moaning to the Man Cave moderators earlier in the week about my content woes. You know, you bust your guts making content. I mean, make a TikTok video. Jackson and I made a video last Friday about cool iMessage effects, 15,000 views. That's pretty cool. It's good. Uh, lock screen change to the iPhone, 13,000 views. That's great. iPhone 14 dummies. Done well, 700,000 views. That video cost me money to buy those things, right? And then you go, you get home from Vegas, you put M&Ms in a little vending machine thing, 
little poker machine, slot machine as they call it. And it's cool. It's got a like a screen on it. So you take a 14-second video. It's currently got 1.4 million views on TikTok. What am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? Anyway, join me on the talk, folks. I'm loving it, still enjoying it, um, and hope you're there with me uh, at Trevor Long. If you haven't followed me, please do so. Um, just, you know, shooting the breeze. I'll probably do another live soon, I reckon, just for a bit of funsies. Always good to have you around on social media. Always message me, say good day, whatever it is. And, of course, if you've got a tech question, go to the website, eftm.com. Thank you for listening. Trevor Long, taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, go to the website, eftm.com. Barry did that. G'day, Barry. How are you going, Trevor? Mate, really well. What can I do for you? Uh, I've, I presently have a prepaid mobile with mm. Boost, yep. and I want to buy an Apple Watch. And at the moment, it's not possible to connect an Apple Watch to with an eSIM to a mobile account that's not with either Telstra, yep. Optus, or... Vodafone. Yep. Um, all of these resellers seem to say, yes, we've got plenty of people wanting to do it and we're looking at it. But that doesn't give About me as far as it goes. And I tell you, when um, Telstra Optus and Vodafone first did it, it was a multi-million dollar exercise. This was a quite a complex thing for them to do. So my first – I have two thoughts. One is it's too expensive for the little guys – or two, the big guys are protecting it because they've got to get their investment back, right? Um, it's not an easy thing just to switch on because the idea is that you're putting two SIM cards out there and they're the one number and when someone rings you, doesn't matter which device you're on, it'll ring, which is awesome. And it's it's called one number on, on Telstra, for example. Um, <clears throat> the, I think the simple thing to say is I don't think it's going to come anytime soon. We, we've talked to, the, say, Peter Adderton from Boost about different things like 5G and eSIMs just for their normal phones, let alone for Apple Watch. Those things have taken a long time. So I don't see this on the on the radar in the short term. But I would say this to you. What do you want an Apple Watch for? What's the thing you want most from it? Uh, mainly, the, mainly the health side of it. Mm. The thing is, I, I've had an Apple Watch ever since they came out. And I, look, I come and go off them. Uh, I'm not wearing one at the moment. But the thing I use it for is, you know, notifications, um, the health stuff, as you say, um, all the all the cool things. But whenever I've paid the 5 or 10 bucks a month extra for having the one number, I think to myself, why? The only time that matters is when you leave the house without your phone, only with your watch, it means you mm-hmm. can take phone calls. Yep. It's the only time it matters. I mean, I don't know how often you're doing that. Really, Barry? I suppose it's mainly when I go for a walk or something where I'm, um, you know, carrying a watch, especially in summertime, is mm. a pain. Yep. And if it was on a watch, I left my phone at home or in the car, yep. then I'm still connected. I get notifications. Um and I can take phone calls. My wife's got an Apple Watch. She's really happy with it. And she uses and the eSIM or is she not yet? No, she's got an eSIM. She's got uh, a... She's on uh, the big bucks, mate. She's spending the big coin with a big telco, is she? <laughs> no, she's on a she's on a, a grandfathered plan oh, that's, nice. that's costing us about, you know. 
including the the five dollars for the for the phone it's it's thirty dollars a month oh wow which is great so it's a it's a grandfathered plan and and telstra haven't looked at it so i'm, I'm hoping they don't hear me but, um. <laughs> um, look, I think that the challenge is, no, I don't think it's going to happen soon. Um, it is much more expensive to switch from Boost to one of the other big telcos on its own, and then you're adding on the cost of the Apple Watch plan on that. Um, yeah, I've, I've worked out it's between 20 and $40 a month. Big, it's Bitcoin. It's Bitcoin. It's big bucks. And, look, I, Barry, I think what you should do is you should buy the Apple Watch and enjoy all of the features that come with it, the health and all those things. And, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm preaching something I wouldn't yet do myself, but maybe the idea of leaving the phone at home and going for a walk uh, isn't such a bad thing. Because the thing is, you can still use Apple Pay, for example. So if you go to a cafe, you can still pay. You don't need your phone. Your watch alone no. can make payments. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if you wanted, say, music or podcasts on the watch, you can download those and synchronise them with the phone and you don't need the eSIM. Um, mm-hmm. And then if you desperately feel like you're out of touch with the world for that hour or so, then you've got to shell out the coin. Um, but there's no there's no alternative. So it's not like, um, you know, another style of watch will work um, other than to buy what we would only describe as, you know, kids or a senior's watch. Um, and there are some of those. So this, uh, I'm trying to actually remember whether the Space Talk has its own SIM card in it. But you, you're talking about a, a device that does a very different set of things than the Apple Watch. Oh, I can I can buy a, I can buy a smartwatch with an eSIM and pay you know like fifteen dollars a month. But that really is a bit clunky. The, well, the, the, alternative the bottom is just line is they buy, are, buy no. something like a Fitbit just for the health side of it yeah but what's wrong with getting the apple watch just for the health side of it like if you're just going to get a fitbit just for the health side of it you may as well get the apple watch for the health side of it and the benefits that come with the watch for the other 22 hours of the day when you are with your phone mm. yep do you yep. know what i mean the, the mm. apple watch yeah i appreciate that my guess is and it's a pure guess but my guess is i don't know five ten percent of people use the eSIM function on an apple watch maybe it's more i don't know but there's 90% of people out there who aren't spending that money every month and are getting everything they want from the watch. Mm. So I wouldn't be put off an Apple Watch because of that. But I will say to you, um, in terms of health features, I am wearing right now a, a watch called the Withings, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S, Withings Horizon. Yep. Mate, this thing is beautiful. And you know why? Because it's a normal watch. Looks like a bloody Rolex. Like it's an analog watch, Right. But in the top mm-hmm. of the where the 12 would be, there's a there's a circular screen. So when I turn and look at my watch, it shows me the digital time. But I can press a button and then see how many steps I've done today. Um, I can see my, my heart rate right now. I can do an ECG. I can do a blood oxygen, oxygen test. I can do all those things on this watch, which is not at all eSIM compatible. But mm-hmm. And it's $700, by the way. It's a beautiful-looking watch. And it just happens to have all those amazing, amazing health features. And I've got to be honest, I don't miss the eSIM at all because, and maybe it's just because I don't go out enough and walk go for a walk enough, but, <laughs> you know, carrying a phone isn't a problem for me. So, yeah, I, I, mate, I think I think spend your time looking at, spend your time and money looking at a few different watches that have those health functions and you might find yourself in a really good place and you might, you might pine a little bit for the eSIM features, but 
I don't think it'll make a big, 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 big difference. Mm-hmm. All, all right. right. Good luck, mate. Appreciate you coming back to me. No worries at all. Sorry I didn't have the answer you might have wanted. <laughs> no, that's all right. Good Thanks on you, Barry. Lot. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Cheers. And if you're like Barry and you're, you're thinking about buying something, you're wondering why it can't be a certain way, get in touch. Come to the website, EFTM.com. This is the EFTM podcast. Thank you for listening. Trevor Long taking your calls. G'day, Michael. G'day, Trevor. How are you? Really good, mate. What can I do for you? Mate, um, I'm getting a, an Eto3, um, nice. which is being delivered uh, hopefully in uh, in July. As yeah. far as I know, they're uh, just how, about loaded on the ship. How early did you order? Do you know? Do you know? Very early. I yeah. was... I reckon, I think it was about seven minutes past 12 and I was on about eight minutes past 12 when they were ready to go, so What made you early. do that? Like, uh, I'm fascinated by it because I, I, early on, and people who know me well would know this, I put money down on the Model 3, never ended up yep. getting it because I didn't think the price was as low as they said it would be, um, and yep. I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> um, exactly. Uh, but you're buying a car sight unseen, so, so what makes you put that money down? Well, what I did is um, I'm quite um, uh, anal on my research. Um, I was doing a lot of research. I heard about uh, BYD uh, through uh, various uh, YouTube channels. Then I started to follow it up closely to see what was going on, Mm. what their reputation was. There was quite a few um, uh, English-speaking people uh, in China who were doing full coverage on BYD, their assets, that they were a fully integrated company. Yep. They did everything. They didn't have to rely on anyone else from uh, like semiconductors and all that type of stuff. Mate, they're even working on buying their own ship so they can just freight the things around on their own. Like they're, they're that singular integrated. That That's how solid the company is. But the, 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 they're, they're, uh, I mean, there's not, one of the YouTube guys, he's going on about them that, um, that probably in the next – He's saying seven or eight years, but it might be sooner. They'll be the second largest, if if not the largest, producer of cars in the world because if you have a look at their figures in China alone, they're producing over 100,000 cars per month. Mm. Mate, uh, I'm, I'm all in like you, except, except for the fact yep. that I put my money down. But I'm all in yep. because I, I don't see it as a Chinese company. I just see it as a car company. And I see exactly. them doing the one thing that no one else is doing, and that is bringing value to the sector. And that was it. That was the other big thing that got to me. Um, initially, the cars were going to be around about forty grand. Yeah. Um, now, with the subsidies and everything um, that, that we're getting from different state governments, the federal government's not helping at all. Um, we're getting um, a car on the road for about that price, for about forty-three grand. Yeah. Yeah. And like that, that's that's good money. And, and by the way, there'll obviously be a smaller one later that, that could be thirty-five or less. So. You know. That'll be the that'll be the dolphin. The dolphin's about the um, the same size as a Corolla on the outside. Oh, I, but a lot I would on the say inside. to you, I would say to you, it's a bit more Mazda two ish than a Corolla. I think the mm. I think it's smaller than a Corolla. I've sat in it. It's um mm-hmm. it's also fugly uh, from the front, but there's some work apparently to be done on the front end of it to meet Australian design rules. So hopefully, that, hopefully that'll change a bit because um, that's the one <laughs> little, little that's bit, yeah. the one I got my eye on, right? Uh, which I assume yep. will be called the Ado One or Ado Two or something like that. But yeah. what, what what have you? So you're you, you're pumped, you're excited, you're keen. It's coming probably exactly you know, should be in July. Yeah. What what are you what are you doing preparation wise? Well, preparation wise, I've been uh, checking out all the all the different um, uh, charging capabilities that are around at the moment yep. um, and what um, I should be doing. And I've been um, – I've got a pretty good price on getting a, a, a um, 
seven kilowatt charger installed, which is about fifteen hundred bucks. Um, that's a good price. In, that, that's, that's in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, that's get, that's getting the um, um, the charger online. Uh, and then getting a certified electrician yes. to install it as a as a separate unit. Totally fine. I got I, I got one from ABB, and my brother in law, who's a certified electrician, installed it for us. Yeah. So is that is that yep. three phase seven kilowatt? No, it's uh, single it's phase. Uh, single phase. Yep. Um, to, to get three phase in, installed on your uh, house, it's probably going to cost you about anywhere between three and four grand because you've got to run them from the pole, yeah. then I'm, try and run them through the conduits. I'm lucky enough uh, to have three phase at home, so I'm I'm quite mm. quite keen to to pump that end up. But look, the thing I'd say to you is, who like even uh, you, it, the the benefit of buying that charger and installing it isn't actually yep. anything to do with the charging. It's just the convenience no. of plugging in, <laughs> because when I bring an electric car home, I got to open yep. the garage door, I got to run the cable in, and then I plug it into the power point. Right? Yep. Um, yep. The the convenience of having a wall box, a charger on the wall, is you just pull the thing out and plug it into the car, and it's it's there. There's no cables running around it. You know, it's it's kind of a no. cleaner solution when you own yep. one, mate. How yep. many k's do you drive a week or a day? Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, um, um, we're we're now a single car family. Um, yeah. I sold my 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 vehicle, and we're driving around in my wife's car, and then we're actually selling that to our son. And um, we're finding that we're probably only doing about fifty or sixty k's a day. Charge it, and I, look. Here's the the only thing, the only negative I'll have for you on the Auto Three right now. And I haven't. Yep. I've only driven it for a day and a half. I haven't driven a full week yet, but I'll, I'll give that a crack soon. Is I yep. don't know that we're getting the best of it on day one. I think that come September, October, software will give us updates that'll be Apple CarPlay, Android Auto. But also, yes. I haven't tested things like the charging capabilities, which is the number one thing you want to do. Is you want a car, and and if it doesn't do this, then and it's not planning to do this, then I don't think it's worth owning. Um, mm-hmm. which is a big call, but it should yep. be able that you plug it in and you can tell the dashboard to that I want the thing charged by 6 a.m. So you tell right. it when you want it charged by. And so sure. what it'll do is it'll use your off-peak overnight electricity um, yep. and, mate, 50 k's a day, that thing's going to start charging at 3 a.m. and it'll be done by 6 because it's actually really not that much to charge an electric car uh, in terms of time no. when you're only using that many k's a day. Well, that, that was the other other thing I was I was looking at, and I was looking at it last night. If you just plug it into a wall socket, I mean, you're only getting, getting two kilowatts per hour yep. uh, um, in comparison to seven kilowatts an hour. But if you're not doing that many k's, it's going to charge it up in a matter of hours anyway. Um, and the other thing that I was concerned about is if you don't let the battery run down, is it degrading the battery by only charging it from, say, 80% every other day, or do you have to let it run down to, say, 20 25% and then give it a full reboot? I think we're, we're early in the stage with these blade batteries that we don't truly know, but the, the mm. general consensus around batteries is, look, it's best not to, not to overcharge them. That's the first thing. So you want the software in the car to know when it's getting to 80 or 90 and to pull up stumps at that point. Um, sure. Because you don't need to go to 100 every day. Definitely not. No. So hopefully the software limitation will allow you to say, oh, I only go to 80 normally, but when I'm going to do a road trip, please go to 100. Um, sure. Do you need to run it down? No. Um, okay. Most of the time, the 99% of electric vehicle charging is done in the exact way we've talked about. Plug it in, yes. top it back up. Plug it in, top it back up. It's yep. full cycles that, that matter. So the full discharge and the full re- recharge you know, we're talking, you know, th- maybe 3,000 cycles or whatever it might might be. 
You're not sure. going to notice that with a, you know, dropping it down to, to 70 and then back up to 80, dropping it back down to 60 and then back up to 80. That's not a bad thing for the car. It's also not a bad thing to, you know, have a good road trip once in a while, just like it is in the petrol car to stretch its legs, right? Yep. But gotcha. I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about the the longevity of the battery if you're if you're doing that that solar charging. Just a triple about. charge. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's cool. No, I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. I mean, for, as as you said, for for the amount of money you're paying for it, it's got just about everything on it. It's a beautiful little car. I love the interior. Mm. It's jarring. Not everyone's going to love it. It's very yep. s- subtle from the outside. I don't see it being anything. You know, uh, you know people aren't going to write home about its design like they do with a Tesla. But um, it, it does everything you need. I think the the infotainment will need updating early because it doesn't have sat nav from the one I used. Um, I'm really sure. desperate for Apple CarPlay, but I'm delighted that they're going to bring that. Um, yeah, that, 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 that'll be that'll be coming over. September, it'll actually yeah. be in. It'll actually be in November. I can tell you that for sure. Right. Okay. It, it will be here. It, it will be here by then. I've spoken to someone there, and they just want to make sure, uh, like you, they get it exactly right. Yeah. They don't want to rush it and stuff it up. Well, look, I'd Which love, Michael, uh, given how keen you are, given you're in the queue and all that, I would dearly yep. love, I'm going to send you an email so you've got my email directly, but I'd love for you to keep me updated. You know, when you get those sure. emails that say your, your, your car's shipped or anything like that, love to know about it because the thing is, um, reporting on BYD is actually, uh, I'm loving it because mm. the the rest of the, mo- I'm, I'm happy to say this on the record, the rest of the motoring community is basically ignoring BYD because yes. they're, they're Tesla fanboys. Um, yep. they, they don't believe, you know, a, a company can just create itself like this in Australia. Um, but they're forgetting that Hyundai did this 30-odd years ago and they're now a massive player. It's just a different model, you know. That I can tell you yeah. right now that that Eagers Automotive deal, which you would know about, um, yes. has has gone through now um, yep. and that's a, a – like that – contract has gone through um the eagers automotive will give them uh, showroom access across the country still yes. ordering online um yep. you know it's it's huge i i genuinely barring some outrageous unforeseen failure of the car um i <laughs> think this car will challenge tesla's model 3 and and y next year yeah. this car alone well, it- let alone the other ones that are coming yeah, well, a little bit later in the year, um, when you get an opportunity, they will have a a standalone model of the C in the showroom, yes. BYD in Sydney. Yeah, I know, I know that as well. It, you won't be able to drive it; it'll just be like a a mock up, a, a standalone model that you can't that uh, legally they can't drive it in Australia. Yeah, the Seal is the, the is the larger SUV. That's no, the Seal is the sedan, which is, but that's the one that's going to ch- challenge the the Model Three. And does that re- replace the the Han, or is it smaller than the Han? No, it's smaller than the Han. The Han is is the premium model. That's yeah. the big one. Yeah. Um, the, the the dolphin will be the next one. The seal will be the one after that. The tang, which is the large SUV, will be about the middle of next year. And there will also be they're looking at a Ute as well, which yeah. will be later on next year. Imagine that, things are going to be crazy. <laughs> that's very exciting. Well, um, that, that's when I'm I'm pretty pretty anal on it, and I've been going right through the whole the whole scenario of what's happening and where everything's at. So yeah. Um, and the other thing I'll, I'll let you podcasters know is that I know that they've ordered three ships for the first delivery, and as far as I know, they're very close to, if not being loaded now. Yeah, that's that's the expectation. I want to I want to be on the docks when they come off, mate. 
<laughs> oh, well, they're, they're going to drop them off. I'm in Adelaide. They're going to drop them off in Adelaide first, so you have to drive over. Oh, are they just? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Seems a strange way to do it. <laughs> oh, no. It's, and and uh, that's, I mean, the three ships will come over. I imagine they'll probably dock them in Sydney or Melbourne. Yeah, and I, I, th- I think they'll, they'll, be they'll split. transport them over to. I think they'll be split Sydney, Melbourne, and, um, and it'll go from there. So it'll be fascinating. <laughs> That will because that's obviously their bigger markets. Yeah, of course. Well, mate, um, it's very exciting. I'm I'm delighted to mm-hmm. talk to you, and yeah, I've sent you an email so you can keep me updated with all the plans and orders as they come through. Good on you, mate. All right, Trevor. Thank you very much. Best of luck. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Um, fascinating. And and there's a man that, I mean, it's it's people say you know they do their research and they it's just funny because I've obviously I've posted a bit of stuff online and, and TikTok and, and YouTube over the last little while, and honestly, the hate is amazing about this company but the love is also extreme like it's 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 early days tesla fanboy stuff um from people like michael and others and i have a really good feeling and i think i think there's it's not going to be great from day one it's gonna it's gonna grow but that's that's all they need it's it's fascinating anyway uh let me know what you think just go to the website efgm.com Trevor Long, take any calls. If you've got a tech question, go to the website, eftm.com. Sue did that. G'day, Sue. How are you? Very well. You're local to me. I am. Oh, I often did you see know you that? in the restaurants. Oh, right, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> but we, 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 we tend not to, you know, sort of disturb you whilst you're picking up your takeaway and <laughs> stuff like that. Fair enough. What can I do for you? Um, look, hubby's thinking of um, – getting a um, smartwatch. Yep. He tends to get uh, a little bit of AFib. Oh, okay. Uh, or has done. And um, so we're sort of thinking that, you know, one of the smartwatches might be able to – he'd be able to look at that and sort of, you know, assess whether um, it's just a bit of anxiety because he's a bit of a surfer. Yes, see? right, Okay. And, you know, the excitement when they get to the beach yes. sort of takes over. So is it just excitement of being able to get into the water and get out into those waves or is yeah. there something a little bit more going on with the heart? And, and what have you looked at? Which ones have you looked at? Because there are, I would say there are now three clear contenders in, in what you've talked about, the Apple Watch, the Samsung Galaxy and also the Withings uh, range of Ooh. scan watches. Never um, heard of that, the third one. Well, and I wouldn't have thought that the Samsung. Yes, Samsung Galaxy Watch also has ECG and an AFib. So, um, ECG. Okay. So, so the um, the way these things work, and you got to be really careful. Uh, uh, obviously, doctors should be involved in the diagnosis of all these things, right? So oh, absolutely. I want to be very clear yeah, there. These yep. these devices yep. are there as a tool, but not as a diagnostic tool. Um, yeah. But they are medically certified, so they can't say they do an ECG or AFib detection unless they've been through the TGA. So that's a yeah. thorough process. Yeah. It took it took Australia, I think, a year more or maybe longer than America to get the Apple Watch certification. So okay. Apple Watch, um, for example, um, you, you buy the watch, and then there's a, there's a button on the side. You open up the ECG app, and then you press and hold your finger on the button for thirty seconds, and it does an ECG, like a legit ECG. You can then get a PDF download of that on your phone. It's phenomenal. And I, I wow. did a story on a current affair once with this, 
and they took it to Dr. Ross Walker, who I knew for many years at 2GB, was the doctor there, and he used mm-hmm. a real ECG on a patient, and then they used the Apple Watch, and it was like for like. Like, it's really? a legit ECG. Now, okay. the Apple Watch then has um, AFib alerts. So because it's you, you set it to do this, and it will choose a little bit more battery life because it's constantly kind of checking your heart rate, but it's looking mm-hmm. for variations in your heart rate Broadly, I'm, I'm, I'm oversimplifying, obviously. And it will give you a notification that, that you've had some sort of AFib event. moment, event. And at that yeah. point, you could do an ECG instantly, do an ECG, go to yeah. the doctor and then say, I had an AFib alert. Here's the ECG. They'll do another ECG mm-hmm. on the spot, but they'll be able to look at the ECG you did there and then. So, like, it's Ooh. a really powerful thing to have on your wrist. And I've got to tell you, I don't know what sort of watch your hubby currently wears, but I'm not a fan of the Apple Watch in its design. I don't wear my Apple Watch much because yeah, I yeah. like a watch. You know, I like a dial. Yeah, I like, that's right. I like yeah, hands. Yeah. Now, yeah. I haven't published anything yet, but give me a, a week or so. I'm wearing the Withings Horizon brand new watch, $700, so not cheap. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, it looks like a Rolex. Like it's beautiful. It's it's oh, a, really? like it's a beautiful looking watch, analog hands, but it has a ECG, AFib, uh, blood oxygen, heart rate monitoring. You know, I can tell you right now, my heart rate when talking to you, Sue, is seventy five beats a minute. I mean, that's some full on stuff. Um, like it's right there on my wrist. It looks like a normal watch. I know a guy who sells watches as a trade, like it's his job. You know, he imports watches. Yeah, yeah. He mm-hmm. saw me wearing this, and he went, "What's that?" Like it got his eye. So it's a really beautiful watch, but it has all the smart features like ECG and AFib. So honestly, Father's Day, hello. Yeah. So d- just spell that for me. Willings. Withings. Think, think W-I, things. Yeah. We things. W-I, things. Oh, okay. Yep. And they've got, they've, got a, they've got a range called the Scan Watch, and some of them are much cheaper, but the, this one, the Horizon, is like it's got a metal band. It's a beautiful, big, bold design. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. Do they have ladies' ones They as do. Well? They have a rose gold, beautiful Ooh. little one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Check them out, I Sue. That, that sounds because, I don't know, I just think that the Apple Watch, great idea. I know that the kids love it, you know, but. I think the intrusion on your life would be too much. Well, bit the, for your messages. Uh, the you know, thing is, the Withings stuff. has this tiny little screen. It wouldn't be a centimetre wide, the circle. Yep. And you yep. can get notifications. Yep. I get a buzz on my wrist when someone sends me a message, but yeah. I can't read yeah. it. Like it's, it's too like it's too quick and small. Yeah. I just yeah. know there's a message. It's cool. I look at my phone. All good. 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 All right, Sue, good luck. Let me know what you end up Thanks. doing. Thank you very much. Don't be afraid Thanks to so say much, hello sir. next time we see me. Ah, I will. Good on I you, will. Sue. Cheers. Thanks again. Bye. Thanks for getting in touch. Good on you. And uh, Sue lives literally in my suburb. I can see that via the email. So she sees me around. Um, lovely conversation because I think that's a, an interesting plan. I think that's where the Withings is going. Is that the second time on this podcast I've mentioned the Withings Horizon? I mean, it's quite fascinating. But um, I think that's where they're going. Build a normal watch that does amazing things. Smart. Tick that box. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. All right, that's enough for today. I've got to eat and then I've got to go home and do some more work and get the kids and all that stuff. It's just busy. 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Leave a rating and review and always get in touch. Go to the website, EFGM.com. Great to have your company. Back next week on the EFGM Podcast. <laughs>